This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to a impromptu, um, don't we all call him? Me and Stephen, we're going to do a podcast tonight, episode, and, uh, and we thought, well, we're, um, we're just pretty much put it straight out, and... Uh, and hopefully we get some of you guys on and uh, and we can talk about, obviously, the huge game coming up on Saturday. Um, a game what I think is going to be highly emotional um, and very, very fitting. Uh, I think the club won't let us down with that. Um, also, a chance for most fans to be able to see the new designed Harry's Bar. And... Um, and get caught up in the queues of um, those who don't have season tickets buying um, tickets and get caught up with the e-ticket saga. So, um, yeah, plenty to talk about. Uh, I am joined by my glamorous assistant, Stephen. I think that's the first time anyone's ever said that about me. So, oh, um, oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, I'll just <laughs> see you put it in the group as well, good man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the floor is open. Um, first time callers, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. Um, we're going to have an open topic, I think. Um, you can pretty much talk about anything you want. If you want to have a, a chat about the Reading game, Stephen was there. Um, unfortunately, I was working, um, but Stephen was there. So um, Stephen will be able to disagree or agree with your views um, for Tuesday's game. Um I think I'm looking forward to Saturday. Um, I think the um, the family's down. John's family's down, and I think that um, I think it's going to be a very um, it's going to be a well done day. But I think it's going to be a very very emotional day, though. Uh, a lot more emotional than probably most people will think. Um, you know, especially I think with looking at the artillery when that video stops and the players come out, I think it's just going to be a, you know, that sort of relief sort of thing. But um, I don't know. Let's see. What's your thoughts on it all, Stephen? Um, I think it's. I don't think anybody really knows how it how it's going to go. If that makes sense, you you kind mm. of envisage it. You know that 
you know, a lot of a lot of Millwall fans will be there on Saturday. Obviously, it's a new season. It's the first home game of the season. You have that kind yeah. of anticipation, you kind of excitement. Obviously, we've we've won in the league um, last weekend, but at the same time, it's going to have it's just going to have a very very sort of um, I don't want to say I don't want to say probably sad tone to it rather than excitement in the build-up to the game. And I, I have to say, and I know I know why they do it, but I think they should have done a minute silence rather than... Yeah, I do applause. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the minute applause. I, I, don't, I don't think it, it shows the respect what... Depending, you know, who the person is, but I think it doesn't show the, um, the respect of... of you know that person is, but yeah, hey, look, you know, I mean, it's probably done. I think this was really well organised with um, the thoughts of the family uh, and what they wanted to do, etc. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's all done in good taste with those what they want. So, uh, who are we to? Um, yeah, of course, and sit there and think, mate. So, yeah, I, I, look, I, I understand why. I think a minute's applause is easier to. Uh, dare I say control rather to be than fair, a, a minute uh, silence? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. We've um, we've doing um, obviously we're I sit there and organise the Remembrance Day to the grief we've had with that over the years, where we've we wanted to uh, I wanted and some of the armed forces lad. What we wanted to do was be able to do the last post and the reveal. So we do the last post, people silent, and then we do the reveal. Unfortunately, the referee couldn't control it, and you mm. only need one or two away fans to start booing or gesturing within that minute silence and it just basically turns into carnage. Um so I can understand why doing it, but yeah. Hey ho. Any God I was just all, all I was gonna say was I think you know it you can't always control the away fans. I understand that I think from a home fan perspective, I think everybody on Saturday come I think it's the quarter two when I think the family might come out on the pitch. I think at that point, every Millwall fan that's in the stadium are there for John and, and to show their respects to John. So I, it, I yeah. get it. I get it's from the away fans point of view, but uh, I, 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 they're doing, they're doing the best they can. They're doing po- possibly maybe even, maybe even James and, and the rest of the family kind of said, look, this is what we want. This is, this is what mm. we, th- we, this is what we'd prefer. So, Maybe that's the case, but personally, as, as we've said, I'd rather do a minute silence. But it's just very strange to going into your first home game, which is usually one of, of a lot of excitement, which of course it will be, you know, it, new season it, and all that, but it's just going to have a different feel. Yeah, it feels, you sort of, I don't know, it feels as if this is the first game, even though we've got the win against Middlesbrough, it sort of feels weird, but let's, let's, I'm going to pick your brains while you're here. I mean, I was working, so I didn't get to see it. Fortunately, um, I was following it on the, on bits and pieces with radio and obviously the updates. But come on, Steve, <laughs> tell us all about Reading and um, how dire it was. And then we'll stop that and then we look positive towards Bristol City. There is a new video up from a Bristol City lad um, on our YouTube channel, the uh, Behind Enemy Lines series. That's up today with a little bit of a piss take from me with some of the music in there. But yeah, it's quite good. Um, yeah, it was a shambles. It was an absolute shambles, Reading. There's no, there's no beating around. Did we not turn up? I mean, did we, did we just not turn up for it, or was it more to that, or, or was it, you know, were the players just not interested in that cup? Or uh, 
I would hate to think that the players went out there not not being interested, but it 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 did it did look that way. I mean, some of the defending was was very very iffy. Um, the keeper, obviously Bart, getting his opportunity um, has done himself no favors whatsoever with with the support and with Rowett because clearly there was one incident that some not even a goal. What some Bart up the ball went back to him. He took a heavy touch and tried to run after the ball and he was so, so slow. He was forced to just kick it out for a throw-in and it, it just, everything from front to back didn't really work. Fleming was shoved out wide, it didn't work. The, the only bright sparks were SA and Amaku. SA, every time he got the ball, looked like he was trying to do something and you, you could just tell how good he was and Amaku is absolutely rapid. But they just... We just looked like a side. And I think we were surprised that Reading's approach for a bunch of kids, I think their average age was 21 and a half years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a bunch of kids, they they were a bit physical. They they come for a scrap. And I, I don't think Millwall's players were prepared for that. I think they thought it was going to be a bit of a bit of an easier game when they saw the team. But but fair play to Reading. They come, they come to win the game. They come to play football. And they put us under a lot of pressure. It's just... A lot of people will agree and a lot of people will disagree. The Carabao Cup isn't the priority. It will never be the priority. And that's fine. I can accept that. But when you're putting out... a The team that started on, on Tuesday could work, could really easily start a first... Uh, could start a league game. It wasn't like we played a load of kids. I know SA's a kid, but he's a first-team player. We all know that. And they were overrun yeah. by Reading's kids. It's not good enough. It, yeah. it wasn't good enough. And I know people will say yeah. it's the Carabao Cup. Fine. I don't care about being knocked out, but it's the heaviest defeat at home for four years. And it's not acceptable. And now you're going into the Bristol City game with a lot more pressure because we're coming off the back of being conceding four. Yeah. And, and also, you've got, you've got the likes of the back five were, that started the game were McNamara, Leonard... He had a good game. Yeah, though, yeah. Didn't Danny he? McNamara did have a good game, but but you had Danny McNamara, Leonard, Hutchinson, Cooper, and Wallace. Wallace obviously went off with the injury, and Joe Bryan come on. But those five defenders, six defenders, that's all we've got. That's who we're going to be playing in the league. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously looking at highlights, extended highlights, reading things, and all that. I mean. And looking at the general appeal across social media, again, if anyone's got an opinion on these, please do just uh, click your mic on and uh, and we'll get you straight on and join the conversation. Um, it'll be good to get other people's views on it. Um, absolutely. But I'm hearing that Leonard was shit. Um, and also Co- Cooper. Um, Cooper looked... Um, suspect. Not Yeah, proper suspect. I mean... Two of the goals just looked as if he just didn't really close it down. He did the ball come over him and he just looked at it as if to say, oh, well, someone else will get that. Yeah, the, the first goal, two minutes into the game, I don't know what Cooper was doing. Bart come out possibly a little bit late, but it, it was a good finish to dink it over him. But the, every time, like, it was almost as if, the best way you can kind of describe it, when Reading had the ball and they were attacking us, our defenders were just stat- they were just static. They they weren't moving. They just were trying to hold their shape. But the Reading players were just running past them, one twos, you know, moving the ball around nicely. 
this is again. I, I don't want to be derogatory to, to you know. Reading come and played very, very well, but they're kids. If you've got Southampton's first team, Leeds' first team, Leicester's first team, they're going to play. If, if you just stand still, they're going to play football around you for fun. And it, it is a worry. It is yeah. a worry. Uh, look, uh, at the end of the day, maybe if if we win the game on Saturday, the, the, the Reading results forgotten. No one cares because it, 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 the league is the priority. But it's just caused unnecessary pressure on the back five or three, however you want to, however you want to word it, because all eyes are going to be on them. Because as soon as there's any pressure, they're going to have to step up. I mean, why was Bart played? Um, no idea. I mean, my my dad um, said after the game that we're putting ourselves in a bit of a position here because Sarkic is the number one. We all know that, but he's yeah. injury prone. Yeah. So if yeah. Long's going to go, which we all think he will, and Bart just looks a shadow of himself, if Sarkic gets yeah. an injury, we're in big trouble because if it, it, you can't implement it. Gary Rowett's asking the players to play a certain style. He wants his defenders to be comfortable on the ball. If you've got Bart in goal yeah. behind them, they're going to lose all confidence in that whatsoever. And I, I hate... The fact that we're talking about Bart and, and being, you know, struggling because he's been fantastic. But if if Tuesday's anything to go by, we can't pick him in the league. We just can't do it. I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I just, it was painful to watch in, in bits. But again, you could you could see that if you look at the Middlesbrough game the players just seemed to have an added level of confidence because of who was mm. in the goal. And obviously when that, you know, when they didn't have that in the goal, they just didn't seem to have the same level of confidence what they had on Saturday. Um, and, it, and it showed. Uh, the defenders didn't look as if they were interested or, you know, the, to be fair, the highlights I've seen, the players, a few players, but majority of the players, um, didn't look as very interested at all. Well, I mean, Bradshaw. I mean, Tom Bradshaw didn't have a particularly good game. I, I love him. I love Bradders, and I think he's he works very hard. But he just his hold up play was poor. He just he, nothing worked for him. Fleming was shoved out wide. I know people are going to say about the transfer and 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 stuff, but it, it, it's come out he's possibly not fit, similar to the start of last season. How often, realistically, did we see Fleming play wide left? It was only, you know, it, midway through a game that, he, that Rowett was trying to change things. Starting him out there is a waste. It's an absolute waste. You don't get nothing from him. And he has to track back. I thought, again, yeah. it pains me to say, I thought Savin and, and Billy Mitchell in the middle looked lost. Um, I think it's just, I think it's nailed on that the Nore is the first choice and whoever it is, probably Mitchell will be his partner. But... Um, they looked lost, and there was just nothing. There was just it, it. It sums it up, and I know we know how good he is. But the everyone that was sitting around me, as soon as SA got on the ball, there was expectation. There was people were interested. As soon as he, as soon as the ball was nowhere near him, it, you were just waiting for Bill to give the ball away, and that's how it felt pretty much the entire first half. Yeah, I mean Harry Sims ninety five on Twitter's got involved uh, with a um, with a uh, a message with a um, reply on the on the space pod. So if you do want to get involved, just reply on the um, 
on the post. I'll um I'll pin the post so it's pinned to our account and you'll be able to find it fairly easy. Um, just reply to that and you'll see where Harry is. But Harry says still need at least four in a centre back, a goalkeeper, and an attacker. I'd also like another wing back in. Um. I think he's probably got a point there, isn't he? So, uh... I think he's got a point. I think we probably need... I don't think after spending 1.2 million, we're going to buy another goalkeeper. But based on the fact that Long's going to go and Bart perhaps isn't up to it, I would agree. But they'll say Connor Truman is, is there. I would I would go... I would say a wing-back possibly, but I would be more... I would be happier with two centre-backs. I really think we need... We need, some, we need someone at the back because... It's yeah. it's worrying, and and the attacker is strange, really, because we've got a lot of options, you know, in an attacking position. But I I would like us to maybe sign a, a bigger striker, someone to have a plan. I mean, yeah, I mean, tricky Ricky, obviously um, a regular on spaces. He was he's um, he sent a messaging, and he says uh, was shocked at how strong our team was. Lots of teams made almost eleven changes. We pretty much had a strong team. Uh, David Berry's coming as well with what we were saying about Saturday, saying let's hope uh, that Mill aren't overcome with the emotion of the day in Copper Hiding. Um, I don't think they will. Uh, just, just one out there as well. Kane P one 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 one. Thank you very much for um, when I sat there and posted a little while ago. We're only four away from eight thousand followers. Um, we've seemed to have gone on a on a massive. Um, he, he basically joked and said we should go on a massive unfollow campaign. And it seems as if his words have been taken the opposite way and we've had loads of people suddenly come piling in and following us. We smashed the 8,000 and we're still going. So, um, yeah. Um, tricky Rita, probs. Um, was it probably all loan players? At, um, at I, no, no. Uh, I think he means um, that who we're going to sign. Who we're going to sign. Oh, yeah. Who are we going to sign? Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. fine. I, the thing is, this is the first time I can remember in a long, long time that we haven't used the loan market yet. And we always sign someone on loan. We've always got a pre- like we've had, you know, over the last couple of years, obviously, you've had Cresswell, uh, Shackleton, you had Ballard. You even, I know, going back a bit further, Troy Parrott coming on loan. Yeah. There's, we've always utilized the loan market and they haven't. So I, I, I think that's coming. I think that's coming. The, yeah. the budget's probably stretched a bit. And I'll, I've got no issue with that. All clubs in the championship, you know, use the loan market. And I think it might have been Dan, one of the other podcast boys, that said, you know, lots of teams that make the top six have loan players from the Premier League because they come in and make an impact. So uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't bother yeah. me if it's a loan or a couple of loans. No, no. Connor, I can see you lurking, fella. You've got an opinion, mate. Come on, press that call button. Come in and... And air what you want to wear, mate. But I don't know, mate. I, you know, realistically, we've never been great with this cup. Um, first or second round, we always end up going out. It is a Mickey Mouse cup. Um, and to be fair, Reading seemed to do quite well in it. So let them have it. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, I... I think Bristol's done all right in it over the years. So, you know, let them have it. I mean, realistically, if Reading got through, we're playing another championship club in the next round, which is obviously Ipswich. So, um, to be fair, I'd rather concentrate um, on the league. But we, we 
We haven't really had a decent cup run with Rowie. No, look, as I said earlier, I don't, I don't mind being knocked out of the Carabao Cup, but it's how you get knocked out of it. He's been beaten four 0 at home by a team in the league below you, playing a bunch of kids. That's not on. Yeah. Uh, again, Carabao Cup, no one really cares. But they, as I say, they've got to bounce back. And the the yeah. the, the at point and not having a cup run is really interesting because, you know, you talk to I'm sure some of our older listeners. You speak to sort of older fans. You know, we've always been a cup team. We've always done typically well as with the underdog tag. But Rowett seems to just yeah. go, nah, not not interested. You know. We're not going to win it, so what's the point? Type type thing, and I I, I don't quite yeah. agree with that because ultimately, if you don't get in the top six, then it's a waste. It's a wasted opportunity. You have to get in the top six if you're going to disregard the cups. For me, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I still fancy our chances this season. I, I, you know, I've sat there and gone in and said fancy our chances, um, and we're waiting to see where we go with that. But yeah, it's it's. Um, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, time ahead. But I think Saturday will be well. I think we'll bounce back. Um, it's against Bristol City. They seem to have lost their their best player and another one of their players were injured. Um, again, if you watch Slade's YouTube behind enemy lines, he he sits there and talks about that. So you know, I do think it. I do think we're um, depending again how we play. If we take it to them. And I think we're, um, you know, teams that have scored early against them have always gone on to win. Uh, they don't seem to be able to come back from that. It's just, you know, how we're going to set off and kick off, I suppose. Yeah, and uh, I think the, it's interesting someone said about not getting caught up in the occasion. I, I'm not sure the players will. I, I think, if anything, I think this, the crowds are likely to be it's going to be obviously peaceful and, and, and you know, say goodbye to, to John. And then once that's, once the game starts, I feel like the crowd will really ramp up the the volume. Oh, that might be wishful thinking, but I think that's going to happen. And the players, oh, the players have got a feed off of that. And they've, they've got to, they've got to take the game to Bristol city, uh, you know, whether they play three at the back, four at the back five, however you want to word it, you, they've got to be on the front foot. And, I'd like to think that we will be because I think we started on the front foot against Middlesbrough and and we didn't we didn't just go there to defend we did try to get into the game and get on the ball and I think doing that at home you get the crowd in play and hopefully we can we can go on and be be successful. Yeah, I do. I, I, I've got no real fear against. I think the players will be in no two minds that they need to go out and win that. Um, Regardless, they they need to go out and win it, and I think they will. To be fair, so um, I think there's Ronnie Evans is um as messaged in. Um, does everyone think we need a target man up front for when games are not going our way? Yes, um, <laughs> I think he probably has a. I think he probably has a, a good point there. To be fair, um, and I'd say we are we are missing um. We are missing that sort of player, aren't we? I mean, um, again, Miss Popcorn, Miss Popcorn, uh, Reading's coach was constantly screaming encouragement at his players to the point it was annoying. I mean, she sits just just to the left of um, the dugouts mm-hmm. there, and she said uh, his players to the point it was annoying, but that's what is needed. Gary was most mostly sat down 
uh, in the dugout. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the question what was just put there, I mean, we'll put it on the, we'll put it on the topic board here, is... Um, yeah. I think so. A um, target man, I, I, I can't... I would, I would back... I would back Rower with if if obviously not to start a target man because then you, you're going down the, the sort of lock, knocking it long route. But I would I would back him yeah. to, to to if he if he come out and said I want a pl- I want a plan B I'm bringing in a big you know six foot three six foot four striker. You know Matt Smith is a prime example. Rower didn't really want Matt Smith. He didn't. It, it, it was quite obvious. But yeah. when he brought him on, he was a game changer. Where I know we didn't always score. We might not, but he 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 caused problems he, he created chances and created panic for the opposition and I'd have no issue if the if the striker or an attacker that they brought in was a big was a big man to to have a plan b uh, I, I quite agree with with Ronnie that's that for me that's the route I mean, to go down I'm 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 interested there I'm not going to call him out just in case but if you look you'll be able to see him but um there is a there is a QPR fan uh, QPR. There was there is a Reading fan on here who's there on Saturday who did our um, behind enemy lines for us um, before the Reading game. So um, if you do want to come on and talk about the game, as in like you know your players and you know because we had conversations beforehand, mate, and um, and I predicted an eight 0 loss. Um, and then when the goals were going in, you're going, whoa, hang on, this, <laughs> what do you know that I don't? So yeah, I mean if you want to come on. Um, we get you on. I'd be interested to get a uh, a reading um, uh, point. Did you see uh, from this? Did so, you see as well, Mick? So, Just yeah. after the teams were announced, Reading were fourteen to one to beat us. On on they no. after the teams before the before the teams were announced. Obviously, the odds were a bit lower than that. But when the teams were announced, they were fourteen to one to win the game. Wow. Ross Ross J Barker, the lack of pace at centre back worries me. Murray and Hutch have no pace. We need someone a bit more mobile at the back. Um, I don't disagree with that. Let's just see on the other messages. The the problem um, with that. All the cups now. Sorry. Have lost its pull. Sorry. All the cups now have lost its pull. No one's interested anymore. Um, we've done Ronnie. We've done there. Um, Kane's obviously listening to his um, sent. Uh, a laughing face. I know that could be it for the message I sent there. Uh, we need Cooper to score more. Um, and I can't believe people actually went and done it. Oh, sorry, that's great band. I don't have to be about this. Uh, he's replied to a message I posted there. So, um, yeah. I mean, the Reading boy's there. Oh, he's going to come on. Uh, here we go. Good evening, Matt. How you doing, fella? Uh, Matt hosts a, um, a Reading podcast um an analytical um podcast and and in depth so um matt what's your thoughts then on uh, on tuesday night's game um it was an interesting one wasn't it really it was a shock to you wasn't it? <laughs> it was i think it was as much of a shock to me as it was to be fair any Millwall fan to be honest i don't think um well, having seen the squads anyway, going to it, um, we were tempted to turn around, to be honest, because it was like, well, <laughs> you know, we'd just driven across London because there was there was train strikes and uh, you see that team and it's like, brilliant. Um, but yeah, um, it was it was odd um, because such a young team, they, they pressed incredibly well. I've watched um, I've watched the game back, interestingly, and the, the pressing in twos and threes um was 
really noticeable kind of from the off. Um, and it, it was interesting. There was a tweet as well towards the end, end of the game. One of the Reading um, journalists, he was sat behind the um, uh, one, of, one of the Reading analysts and he radiated down towards the end of the game and basically just said, keep it as it is. The kids know what they're doing, which it was, it's nice because it's probably the nicest, I'd say game as a whole, we've probably seen as a Reading fan base for a number of years. It was, yeah. Because you hadn't, you hadn't won in what, 14? Um, I, I think it, uh, it was 14, yeah. It was the 15th game, we 15th competitive game, and we hadn't won away from home since the 12th of November. Whole city away. Right. So for that to be the game where it it broke it, yeah, I, I, I can't really... <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Matt, can I, can I just... just um ask you a question on that so mm. it's it surprised me how aggressive as you say your the reading players were from the from kickoff it was it you know obviously there was a, an incident where there was a head injury caused to one of our players and and it looked like it felt like that our players were shocked and surprised at at how well and how sort of physical and how much you were kind of in our faces, is that how you expect maybe your first, like your regular first team to play, or is that just? Do you think it was a case of the kids were fearless and they had nothing to lose? I think it's it's a slight bit of both. I mean, you know, the kids being fearless is I think one thing, but one another thing that you know Sellers has brought in since he's been in is um, a much more kind of intense style of play it was interesting against Peterborough um, in the first game of the season we we did we did the same we did the same for the first 30 35 minutes but then after that the first 35 minutes they all looked shot on their legs they looked like that they, they, you know they were they were huffing puffing I mean well and Andy Carroll was on his knees after about 15 minutes the fat sod but you know it was like it was um a bit different on the other night whether it's youthful exuberance I don't know but I mean it's not a massively young squad, a massively old squad, sorry, the um, first team that we're playing because Ia Bisherman, who scored twice um, on Tuesday, he started. Femi Aziz, he came on, he started. Um, so I think it's, it, it's a hallmark of what Sellers wants to do, um, but we've never seen it come off that successfully yet. Um, you know, we, we saw it come off successfully for 30 minutes, like I say, against Peterborough, but for 90 minutes, yeah. I expect really going forward, you'd love that team to play your league now, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's what everyone's saying, really. You know, what what do you actually do at the weekend? Because you've just had a team that's, you know, played, I wouldn't say perfect, but, you know, a, a really, really good 90 minutes. How many of them do you, do you take out? I mean, like, the, the interesting one, I think, for many Reading fans is the, is the defence because um, Nelson Abbey and um, uh, Binden... Our two centre backs on Tuesday. I mean, Abby's nineteen, Binden's eighteen. But the way I think they handled certainly Millwall when they were attacking on the ground and trying to get through them, I thought they d- defended with it fantastically. I mean, like Cooper still had probably too much freedom on set plays. Um, but when you've got a six foot six, you know, mammoth of a person against, you know. An eighteen and a nineteen-year-old, you kind of expect that. I, I guess the one thing that they did that was good was pressuring. You know, making sure that he's never had a fully 
you know, um, free header enough to put put on put off the likes of Cooper and that. But I think that'll be the interesting one to see. I'd I'd expect kind of the Carols and that to come back in, obviously for the weekend. As much as Reading fans might not like it, but defence certainly Nelson Abbey I think might be in with a shout of potentially going next to uh, Tom Holmes or someone. <laughs> I mean, you're a big fan of Cooper, obviously, for, you know, yeah. previous, and, and he's obviously one of your guys back in the day. But, I mean, looking at how he was playing on Tuesday, he, to a lot of Millwall fans, just looked as if he he wasn't really playing at full speed. Mm. Yeah, no, you could, you, you could tell. I mean, so many times he was... It was concentration, beaten to the ball. Um, probably the worst I've seen Cooper play probably since since he was back at Reading, to be honest. Under some of the performances, understand where where passes would go a well, they lose concentration, etc. But like like you say, I as as a player, I love him. Um, you know, I think he's he's fantastic. He's probably you know you, you archetypal kind of you know championship centre back, massive, not afraid to go into a challenge, will stick up for his team, but. It's interesting, like 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 say about about the cup competitions. How much do do players? How much do coaches care? It it's it's easy and a bit of a cop out to say that you know that maybe they didn't care as much on on Tuesday. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it, something wasn't right with Cooper on on Tuesday. I'd say, like I say, it's probably the worst I'd seen seen him play for 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 quite some time. I wonder if they were keeping themselves for Saturday, to be fair. They didn't want to go out and get injured or go out and over-exuberate themselves on, on Saturday. I don't know, but I mean... It's a, it's a different one. How do you get motivation for, for a cup tie, you know, if, if, mm-hmm. if, you're, not, if you're not kind of in, in the mood for it? It's, it's a weird one about the cup competitions now because there's so little incentive. I mean, we, we've got the incentive of we need every penny that... You know, we can cobble together yeah. at the moment, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like when you're playing a a League One team, it's it's a bit kind of like. I mean, you can't even you can't even use the myth. You know, there's a, a myth what's being debunked uh, more and more each day about this myth that you're only allowed six changes. Mm. Um, just seems to be blown out the window now, and and I don't know who started it, but it's it's not actually a rule of EFL. Um, so you can't even turn out. But I mean, realistically, our team, what we played Tuesday, we could pretty much, pretty much play apart from Barton goal pretty much on Saturday. So we didn't feel the light. In it, Stephen, we didn't feel the light team. Um, you were just, you know, and it's not often you say it, but Reading were the better team on the night. Yeah, that the the worrying thing for us is, as I say, you could argue that every one of those players, again, maybe minus Bart, could 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 well start on Saturday, and it it's it's interesting because lots of I've seen lots of supporters, and I, you know myself included, we're not that fussed about the Carabao Cup, but the level of performance, or and and compared to the level of performance that we come up against, that's the concern, and and as I say, I'd, I'd take nothing away from. From the young, the young Reading players, you know, am I right, Matt, that your captain on the night was an academy come through, come yeah. through the academy? Yeah. Nelson, Nelson Abbey, yeah. nineteen years old, born in Reading. Yeah, been been with Reading all so, his career. So you know, it, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of and uh, it takes a lot of guts to come to a place like Millwall and play like that. So uh, you know, I've, I've got no issues with 
with the fact that Reading were the better team on the night. But from our perspective, to 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 allow a side to come and, and play how they did, that's the, the concerning thing. Because you can't even say, oh, it was just kids. Because it wasn't. It was, you know, as you, it, it, and again, going back to the issue with Tom Bradshaw, Tom Bradshaw scored 17 goals last year, got a lot of plaudits, got an international call-up, and he was completely and utterly marked out of the game by two teenagers. And it was very frustrating yeah. as well. There was a time in the first half where he, yeah, I wouldn't say he, he swung at Abby, but he wasn't wasn't too. Um, they were jostling, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. You're right. He, you're right. There was he, he was a very frustrated figure, and you know, look at the end of the day, if we win on Saturday and you don't, the cup game always becomes sort of like, well, who cares? But for now. You know, you you know, you're only as good as your last game. You're going into a, a league fixture full of confidence. We're going into a league fixture thinking, Christ, we we need to buck our ideas up, and that just shouldn't be the case off the back of a Carabao Cup tie. It's it's interesting because well, just just a quick one. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For me, because um, Bierkowski in goal, a few years ago... I, like I, I seem to, unless I'm thinking of someone else, he he seemingly was one one of the more sought after keepers in the league. Yep. From memory. yeah, he was. What what's what's happened to him? He hasn't he hasn't played he hasn't played yeah. in probably I don't think he played he played probably three or four games last season, and then um, we swapped formation from a back five to a back four and put Long in goal because of his distribution. And pretty much from this time last season, he probably played August and a couple of games, maybe September. Um, and then that's it. He hasn't played. He hasn't played in any competitive football since then. This was the first time in probably 12 months that he's played competitive football. Wow. Oh. That probably not going to be getting much more. No, and there's, there's, <laughs> there's also... Yeah, he's coming. He's coming already. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. No, don't say that. We've just got button. I can't take two there's, of them. <laughs> there's also with Bart though the fact that he's when he joined us, um, there was potential issues with the transfer because of his knee, and he was supposed to have signed. It didn't happen. Then, then a, a new deal was was negotiated, and. I think it's now started to catch up with him, and and he's. You could tell. I mean, obviously, Matt, you were at the game. You saw how slow he was, you know, with the ball at his feet. It, I think it's just the fact that he hasn't played, and I think now his injuries from from pre from years gone by 
and now getting to the stage where it's just hampering him a little bit too much. But it's a shame because a lot of Millwall fans have a lot of time for Bart. He's he's really popular. He was he was player of the season, maybe even twice, Mickey. I know it was uh, once. He definitely yeah, got it. Once, I don't. I don't know if he did get it. I think he might have got it twice. And he was absolutely fantastic. But unfortunately, like with most things, age starts to catch up with you and your body starts to catch up with you. And I think you, we won't see him much more in a, in a, in a, in a Millwall shirt, I'm afraid. No, I don't. I mean, if anyone's got any, if anyone wants to have a raise a point with the, um, with the Reading fan while he's on here, uh, do so quickly. Um, and, and request to speak. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think it was one of those. I think you guys wanted it um, wanted it more than us. Um, and, yeah, you got it. You, you pretty much got it. Uh, you got the result you wanted. And, uh, and it went from there. So, um, yeah, not a lot you can do about that, unfortunately. It's, that's what the Cup... To be honest, though, that's what Cup games are all about, aren't they? They're... Um, they're there to, you know, for for teams what you wouldn't necessarily think um, would get it, win it. Um, so, yeah, I think we just, it is what it is and we move forward with it. So, um, yeah, no point worrying about it. Shit happens and, uh, and we're done, isn't we? If you, if you win on Saturday, no one will care. No. Really. <laughs> so, you know, and I think if Reading lose against Port Vale. God, I can't believe I'm saying that. Lose against Port Vale on Saturday. Again, I don't think many people kind of look at the cup game and with as much fondness, you know, from our side. So, I think just on that as well, I would imagine, Matt, I don't know, obviously knowing that the finances are probably iffy, should we say, at Reading, is the, is the expectation to, to go straight back up? So is the cup... I know you said earlier that you need all the kind of um, money you can get in League One, but is there is there still an expectation that going up is the priority? Um, I think expectations have probably fluctuated quite dramatically, uh, dramatically, sorry, across the summer. To be honest, because I think a lot of people when they came came down and you know we hadn't had the bouts of HMRC knocking at our door, people were thinking, right, it's the time to reset, clear out, you know, the, the Liam Moores of the world and, you know, out, out of the team, the George Puskas is that we're on hideous amounts of money, reset, rebuild, we can look to the future. HMRC issues then come, you're then kind of thinking, um, will we have a club in two weeks' time? You know, um, and like you say, survival. I think as we stand, I think most most fans, I think, would almost just be happy almost with a top half, top 10 finish. Um, that might change in the next few weeks. It depends, I guess, people that come through the door. I think, you know, I think most fans are really happy now that, you know, the, the likes of Savage and Wing are now registered because, again, with the HMRC stuff that or the second bout of it that cropped up in embargoes, we weren't allowed to register them. Now they're registered. I think people are looking at, if we can get another three, four players, potentially, you know, a couple of loans as part of that and yet an extra striker, could we push for a top six? It's possible. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of fans are kind of, you know, of the same mindset, I think as Derby fans were last year. A lot of myself included, I'm just appreciative that we've still got, you know, a, a club that we can go and watch on the weekend, to be honest, because 
that's the main thing at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter what, what league <laughs> what league you're in at the end of the day. You'll still go to the game on the Saturday. You know, I guess the same was with you guys when you were down in League One. Yeah, it's just inter- it's yeah. just interesting to to hear really because obviously you sort of look at at the start of the season, you know, our, our priority from a fan base, from a from a squad and from our, I would imagine the coaching staff is to make the top six. There's no that's that's the aim. Whether or not it's realistic, again, that will that we'll have to see how the season goes and the strength of the championship. But it's just as you say, the cup the cup competitions now are so far gone from what they were. I know again it's different between the Carabao and the FA Cup. Obviously the FA Cup, I think a lot of, there are a lot of traditionalists out there that still would like would like a nice FA Cup run, but they're so far separate from, from the league now and it's very easy to get caught up in that. Oh, it doesn't really matter, but it, it it sets a marker. It does it does set a marker, and you know, hopefully, it's it's not too bad for us. And and you know, as we're now no now no longer in the same division, I hope it does. You know, I hope your kids get an opportunity, and you you are fighting at the top of the league. But it's it's just it, it, the cup games is, uh, for 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 most fans now are just an opportunity for well, for us. It's just an opportunity to get an extra ten points on your season ticket. So when the big away games come along, you've got more of an opportunity to get one. No, totally. I mean, there's a couple of, couple of messages coming quickly before you don't come back to that, Matt. Uh, Tricky Ricky said, it's sad to see Father te- um, Father Father Ty and catch up uh, with Bart. It showed Tuesday. Uh, he's not up for it now. Uh, Paul Monkhouse, um, 100% yes to bring someone in. Uh, to bring on to or to start just for a different sim when we were talking about a um, a target man and he also then come back with we need another two or three players in as well to beef up the squad because a couple of injuries or suspensions and we'll be fucked uh, and Tricky Ricky uh, a message for Matt can we put a cheeky bid in for the Reading striker please <laughs> Uh, depends how much. Depends how much of uh, our debt you want to clear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it, like, I'll be honest with with, with Ia Bisherman, It's an interesting one because um, he well he broke in at, to the to the Reading squad at the very back end of last season, last couple of games of um, he shall be named's tenure. And under uh, Noel Hunt, he was pretty much first first choice striker along with um, along with Carroll. He's, he'd never really done anything though until until this season. He'd struggled to get into games. Saturday um, against Peterborough, he played relatively well. You'd say he was actually he was quick on his feet. He was making making runs and had a couple of good chances. But the problem was he just squandered both. It he, it was quite the finishing was very subpar. I mean, I, he, he mentioned after the game that that, that you know he, he knew on Saturday he had a few chances that he should have taken. He didn't, and he'd know that he'd get the he'd score the next one. Um, obviously, he got got two two on uh, Tuesday. It'd be interesting to see how he kicks on from it. To be honest, because, how much do you um, think he's worth it? Being honest, I'd I'd only say between five hundred and seven hundred fifty grand. You know, he's he's twenty. He's only got probably I'd have a guess of fifteen games under his belt. Three goals, you know, in professional football. So, twenty years old. There's 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 lots of potential there with him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not gonna, you know, honestly come on here and whack two, three, four million on him as much as I want to have that in the club. 
Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. So um, I take from that, Stephen, that I reckon if we do a Millwall traditional bid of about 125k, we'll probably get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll do 125k and we'll chuck in George Evans <laughs> and shake your hand. <laughs> no, you, know, you know what? That, that, that shocked me that George Evans was actually at Millwall because I, he, he played for Reading back. He, yep, Stam got him and I'd completely forgotten about that name until, until my mate said that that's George Evans. Because I, I, I think he came on, didn't he, off the bench? And I nearly fell over my seat because I was like, "Sorry, that name." <laughs> well, you should have you should have been a Millwall fan last season because we all fought to get the end of the season, and um, and he's off, and then mm. it suddenly dawned on us that he's got the best agent in the world because his agent signed him up for a three and a half year contract. So oh, yeah. um, at the moment, mate, he's pretty much. Um, he's like playing, mate, and he's and he's um, getting a nice pay packet every week. So um, yeah, his agent is uh, is definitely fucking um, yeah the salt. Before you go, Matt, mm. I've got to see. I've got to sit there and ask you this question because um, mm. I won't necessarily dwell on your manager because I think he's he, your old manager, shall we say? He wasn't really mm. that great, but um, Alex Ray. I mean, what was your yeah. thoughts of Alex Ray being your assistant? And obviously, um, yeah, Alex, Alex Ray is looked upon very fondly um, within this team, within this supporter base. So, I mean, um, what were your thoughts of him being there for you, for the assistant? I mean, I know Paul Lintz isn't probably the best manager. I would have, I would have probably, I would have probably been interested to see um, Alex Ray um, being the manager there, maybe. Mm. It's 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 interesting because for kind of all the all the heat and kind of well, quite rightfully all the heat that you know um, uh, Paul Ince took as Reading manager, nobody really says anything or has got much bad to say about Alex Ray. Um, he was definitely a character. Um, that's the one thing that I think a lot of Reading fans liked. Um, often on the training ground videos that you saw, he'd be the one that's pretty much taking the training you never actually saw videos of Paul Ince even in on the behind the scenes Twitter videos of Paul Ince out on the training pitch it was always Alex Ray um, and and the first team coaching staff um, so so yeah he's, he's certainly not tainted with the same brush as Paul Ince I'd say I think most most fans liked him he, he, he'd always come up with a with a funny comment um, and it'd always be quite animated on the sidelines so Maybe a bit too aggressive sometimes, but uh, but yeah. I, I love Alex. Uh, I, I I text Alex um, every now and then and stuff, and uh, yeah, I love, I've got all the time in the world for Alex. I think he's a um, a really nice, genuine bloke, um, and yeah, I just I just like the way he is. He just speaks how he is, and uh, he don't care if you get offended. He just tell you how he is, and, and he don't powder coat you. Also, also as well, I, I at the game on. Um... On Tuesday, just walking past the Reading coach and Tony Warner come off the coach. Denzel, who was a legend, like a childhood hero of mine. So um, there's another little bit of a Mill connection. Is, there, he, is, is he a, yeah. a Reading as well? Yeah, he was yes. great. He, he, a lot of Mill fans actually sort of mobbed him for for some pictures when he when the Reading coach turned up. So it was it was great to see Denzel as well. Well, see, yeah, goalkeeper um, coach, goalkeeper coach. Yeah, he is. Um, I. I, I think he was brought in 
we I think it was one of the staff that Sellers brought in, I think, from memory. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, he's part part of the coaching staff now. Me. Let's get a couple of more texts in. Um, we've got another one in from Tricky Ricky again. George Evans makes a great cup of tea and is good at sweeping up the changing room after games. Um, I think you've got him confused there with Lurch, Tricky. Um, I think Lurch does all those jobs and I think you'll be fighting George Evans in there, mate. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know on that one, but yeah, it, it, it's all good. We seem to have a a high following of other teams on there. I can see Ant from Hull um, lurking and a few others uh, were lurking. They don't necessarily look as if they are lurking now. But, yeah, well, look, Matt, um, we'll go back to Millwall stuff. But um, thank you very much for doing the video before. And if you're not seeing it yet, it's on YouTube. Um, it is, um, it's pretty much quite comical to watch now, considering that it was a slightly negative when Matt did the, um, did the feature for us. Uh, he was expecting to lose uh, and I was expecting us to lose um, with messages between me and him that I was expecting us to lose 8-0 uh, more in jest um, until the night when uh, Matt decided to just give me a running commentary of how fucking bad we were. Um, <laughs> which was, you know, really, really, uh, really sticking the knife in. But hey-ho, it's one of those things when you're, when you're groups with, uh, in groups with championship teams and and uh, and you give these fans what are playing you your phone number, then uh, unfortunately, I suppose you put yourself in. Uh, and to be honest, if we were beating them four 0 I would definitely um, be giving it back. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Matt. Um, it's a great <laughs> a insight, Stephen. Anything you want to say to Matt before he goes? Yeah, good luck. And if uh, if that striker's worth half a million quid, then uh, I think there'll be a few sides that'll be looking at him. So I think as you, he might not have had the record in in. Um, in professional football so far, but there's definitely a player in there if someone can, can get the best out of him. I think you're right now. Yeah. Top guys. Cheers, guys. No worries, fella. Speak to you later on. Speak to you later on. So that's good. That was an interesting insight from um, from Matt. And, and again, you know, um, he's, um, his podcast is available on, um, on YouTube and has a podcast called Elm Park Rove, um, Royals. Um, if anyone was interested in, in listening to it or giving him a follow or whatever. Um, not bad lad, but yeah. We'll move over from that. Let's go to Saturday. Um, Reading was a blip. Uh, it ain't going to happen again. We'll have their striker, but that's it. Saturday. Um, those of you listening in the group, none of you want to talk to us. That's perfectly understand. I understand Stephen is an incredibly scary fella. Uh, but if you want to get on to the tweets and send us a message let us know what your starting 11 is or let us know what your prediction is for Saturday's game um, uh, that could be quite an interesting turn of events I suppose we might get some interested teams or we might get some really mental scores um, who are you going to be playing on Saturday then Stephen um, if uh, well no no <laughs> uh, just no Sarkic, Sarkic back in. Uh, Danny McNamara. Would you bring, would you bring Truman as number two now? Uh, I, I guess no. I probably wouldn't straight away. I, so who I are think you going to have in? It would be well. I, 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 I would personally, dependent on what the situation is with this George is where Long. You're going to get unfollowed. You know that. 
Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But if any, if it realistically after Tuesday, I think George Long should be on the bench. Um, attitude dependent. I, obviously, there's been rumours. I don't know what's happened. I'm not suggesting that he's been he's been kicking off. But if there is an issue, then he's obviously not going to be on the bench. But he's a Millwall player. He's contracted to Millwall. I, I would personally have him on the bench. But but Sarkic in goal. Um, McNamara and Brian as the wing backs. I would probably go, uh, you know, I would probably go Leonard Hutchinson and Cooper as the back three. I think Murray Wallace might struggle uh, with his head injury and also the fact that I, I just a little bit suspect. Denore yeah. in the middle with Billy Mitchell. Um, if it was me at that point, I mean, you're looking at. Uh, I would probably go Fleming, Nisbet, and a little bit of a wild card. I'd probably go Amaku. I'd go two up front. Uh, it'd be harsh on Watmore, but what I saw of Amaku, I think, I think personally, I'd like to see him in the team. But I think Rowett will go um, the same team as last week. Yeah, I think you're pretty much there. To be fair, on the team um, again. Uh, also, I, I should point out that that's that's based on what I think is going to happen and, and realistic. If if I, if I was in charge, I would be playing four at the back. I wouldn't be going with the five at the back. But let, we no, all, I wouldn't. We all know that that's going to happen, so we, we're just going to have to embrace that. I think with it. I pretty much think that we're going to go. We're going to go a complete rerun of last season. I think we're going to play five at the back until September when he realises it actually ain't working and then we're going to change it to a back forward and suddenly go on a fucking super duper run and you know hopefully we'll play two up front and then we just start setting the world on fire so you know fingers crossed that's that's the way I see it to be but whether or not we do or not I don't know just uh, I've got a couple of I was going to say, to... yeah, the messages. There's one that I was going to come to. Long's confidence. On, Long's confidence has gone. He needs a break from Millwall. Do you think the players read all the social media stuff? And again, that was from Tricky Ricky. Um, see, I, you see, this is this is an interesting point. To be fair, right? Because a lot of the players don't have social media, and you'd think that with knowing our fan base, and you know, we're not. We get some abuse from people and we get, you know, banter and we get what you call it. And I think people know that, you know, we give it as good as we take and we have a laugh and a joke and all that. lot. Um, you know, my bit on Tuesday about, you know, who was the worst keeper, um, you know, Bart or, or Long was so ironic um, and, you know, a piss take for what we've had the whole of the last season about, you know, who's the better one, Bart or Long. And it was just reversed, um, really did. Um upset people and, and really did fucking get people's back up but it was a joke and, and you know that's the way we roll but um, I I don't understand with some of the new signings Millwall absolutely plugs their socials to say give them a follow but if they have a bad game and we jump on them or not us but you know fans jump on them and give them fucking dog shit abuse you sort of I don't know where their duty of care lies, unless they're not really their accounts. They're just accounts owned by the club. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Do you? Sorry, I was on mute there. Um, I, I find it really interesting that the social media thing, but and 
the, the reason why I do is because Jake Cooper is a prime example. He doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't use Instagram or anything like that. But mm. he made a comment on one of the BBC uh, videos a couple of weeks ago that he got the nickname Juicy Jake from the video on social media. He made a, he actually said that the, the lads used to watch the videos and love them. Millwall. Yeah, JP Millwall. It, it, so, so clearly the players, uh, obviously there are a few that are active on social media, aren't they? Like Sian Fleming's on Insta, he uses Instagram quite a lot. There's, yeah, there's, there are, on there, Billy's yeah. on there, uh, Bradshaw's on there. Yeah, there's a few. There, I think, yeah. There's a few that use it, but it clearly gets around. And I'm not being funny. I, I'm I'm sure that you don't have to have a Twitter account to be able to, you know, sort of see tweets. Do you? You can have a look on someone else's, or you can have a sort of a burner account or a fake account. Where you want to probably like us in the group. If we find tweets, we screenshot and put it in the group, don't we? And, and yeah. share it with us to say, "Fuck me, you've seen this or." You've seen that. So, I mean, you know, I, I could honestly believe that the players probably do the same. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, not. So, yeah. There's so no. I've removed, I've removed your profile <laughs> picture from anyone who's who's given the players yeah. shit just in case they dig you out one day and go, oh, you're, it's you. Do you know what I mean? Hang on. We've got a message there from talking about this from um, Miss Popcorn. Uh, do you know, like one of my tweets that I hashtagged? Um, to Millwall the other day, so yeah, there you go. They they do. Yeah, they do. They uh, do use it. They do. And it, the only thing I don't like, and you've got a, I know there's a fine line, and I know that social media it's very easy for someone to create an account and then slag someone off. But the play, the they're the first. The players are the first ones to be tweeting after a win, and I get it. Of course, they're going to. They, it, it's easy to. It's, it's the same with us as a podcast. How easy is it to come on and do one of these things when you've won one nil, two nil, three nil, whatever? It's easy because you're talking about yeah. a win. But when you lose, you don't want to yeah. come. You don't want to come on here and have to talk about how you've been crap at the back or you've missed a penalty or you know the team's played poorly or whatever. So you know the players aren't going to come out and sort of say much. But you have to win. The old saying: you win as a team, you draw as a team, you lose as a team, and. I just don't like it that they go completely radio silent when there's a bad game. I, I, I don't agree with that, but they're probably I think a lot of that is just they yeah, to. I think, yeah, I mean, I think you know, Mill Millwall PR probably tells them leave it alone because it would just cause a pile on, and Millwall don't like that. So yeah, uh, Connor's come in. Um, he's come on. We've same team as Borough. But that doesn't mean we need a new centre half. Leonard, uh, where's it? But that doesn't mean. We need a new centre-half. Leonard is rubbish. Hutch and Wallace can't be trusted uh, across the season, which he, you know, he, he has. Um, yeah, so it's just, I've got two there. Oh, priori. A centre-half should be our priori for this season. So, um, yeah. No, I agree. We, we are crying out. We're crying out to bring in a centre-back. And unless... Rowett and Kavanagh at the forum and, and all the noise that's come out, are they, they are trying to pull something out of the bag and they don't want people to know. If they're not looking at a centre-half, that could ultimately cost Rowett his job and us a season because we, we are so, so suspect at the back at the minute. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, we are. We are fucking proper suspect, mate. So, um, yeah. 
But I, I, I don't even know if those Twitter accounts are theirs, mate. I think they might have them, but I think they're probably, um, I think they're probably club sort of owned as well as you know, like club have ac- access to them possibly, or their management team has access to them and post generic messages. Um, I would probably say yes. Uh, Chris has just posted something. He said, "Do the club monitor their accounts?" So they have to be a bit savvy what they um, put out. I would suggest possibly because they monitor our accounts um, and and other people's accounts. So I know that you know um, you know if we say anything thingy, they they do come in. But you know, all I would um, say on that as well. All I would say on that as we well. Want. Yeah, all I we... say on there is we do what we want. Uh, we are independent. We. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. We're not necessarily going to libel anyone, but we um, we will criticise anyone uh, um, within with, reason. Without things, Steve, Stephen will back up. It's one thing yeah. that I um, I do I, I don't back down from. If if we have to say it how it is, and we are fans, then we say it how it is. No one no one pays us not to say anything. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I, just I mean, I'm not going to go down the route of mentioning names or anything, but the incident of a couple of about a few months ago when it was Gary Rowett's birthday, and there was a lot of noise on social media <laughs> as to why Gary Rowett hadn't, um, why Mill hadn't tweeted happy birthday or posted anything about it. I'd received contact from from an individual to say that it was Rowett's choice. Um, but mm. we're not to know that. We're only putting we're only we're only fans that are, are putting two and two together and coming up with seven. So um, you know, our opinions are opinions, but we're never gonna completely and utterly as as Mickey would say, liable someone. But if someone has a bad game, they should have to face the consequences and and and, and that's that. And if they have a good game, equally so they'll get all the praise in the world. Yeah, I mean, Miss Popcorn says most employees have dislike if you say too much online. They probably read it, but they are held to what they say. Uh, can have a big impact on them if um, they're all bad comments. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Um, it's a business, um, and they can't necessarily jeopardise, um, you know, an employee or someone to do with uh, Millwall. When I was found on the board, you, you sort of had to be, um, because I was officially connected um, to the club, I couldn't necessarily come out and call, you know, um, Leeds fan a cunt as such. Uh, it had to be a bit more. I had to sort of call him a dickhead instead of a cunt. But yeah, it's, you know. But now, um, with the podcast, we can pretty much uh, dig anyone out. Same as that, you know, the Bristol um, Bristol video I did today, just purely for a piss take. If they've um, for their questions, I've put. Um, you can you can have the keys to my combine arms. To just really, <laughs> anyone thinks of Bristol, we think of you know cider drinking combine harvest drivers. So um, yeah, but hey ho, it is what it is. Um, I think we're pretty much done, mate. Um, no one else wants to come on. It is getting to be as if you know we're being watched, but no one wants to come and join us. It's hopefully on Saturday after the game we'll have loads of people uh, wanting to come on. We're going to go do a space or I'm going to do a space after um, Saturday, probably going to sit in Harry's bar to be fair and maybe do one from in there if I can get signal Um, I think that'll be quite a crack, I'm looking forward to having a look at Harry's bar Um, Very nice Very nice, was in there on Tuesday 
Yeah, I think, no, I think I, it's. I think I, it's nice. I tell you what, though, they're going to have. We mentioned this at the start of the show, and again, I'm not. You know, everyone has their own pre-match and do all kinds of things, but that is going to be absolutely rammed in Harry's bar. It, it, it's, it just will be. And if you've got a QR, uh, the QR code, the to scan your ticket. You just get there early because there was there Actually, was big queues, massive let's queues. Hit, let's hit on that before we go. Let's do our public service announcement. Um, if you've got a ticket on a QR code, don't scan your QR code um, because obviously it's Millwall, and we know what Millwall fans are like. One person buys a ticket, screenshots it, and sells it to twenty of their mates. Uh, they've obviously disabled. Um, it's obviously like Ticketmaster now for Wembley and, and whatnot, where you need it in your wallet or you need the email so that basically it's a live image um, to be able to take um, the picture so it can read it. So if you've got it as a screenshot, you ain't going to get in. Uh, you need it as a either on your email or the proper ticket and obviously make sure it's all ready when you get to the turnstiles so you can get in Um Saturday is going to be busy. It's it's going to be huge. Um, those of you who went to Reading on Tuesday night, I wasn't there, but obviously I've been told by a lot of people. There was only 4,500 fans there, but the queues were huge. Um, we're going to be talking a sellout, so there's going to be a good 18,000, 19,000 Millwall fans there potentially. Um, so it's going to be very, very busy. Um, make sure um, you're in the seats early. Um and also, Mick, the travelling, the travelling as well, because South Bermondsey's oh, yeah. um, South Bermondsey's shut. Yeah, um, so we, if you if you, you thank you RMT, if you factor in the fact that the travelling is going to be absolutely ridiculous, the the queues to get in, as I say, I, I was there on Tuesday. The, the you know four thousand supporters trying to get in the ground, it took forever, and you're going to have four times that. And it, yeah, it, I I can see I can see it being a little bit of a disaster um, before the game. Uh, but as you say, if you can get there early, I, I would highly suggest that you do so if you're going. Yeah, right. Couple of messages before we go. Um, Scott John Roberts, uh, we need to use the loan market now to get two, three quality players in. Jeff Coe, uh, do you think that Gary Rowett? was ever a great fan of Matt Smith. think uh, that his winner against the train spot has saved him. Um, so I doubt he was signed a Manhofer uh, clone again. Agree completely. Uh, Agree completely. Yeah, Just on that, as I said, I, Matt Smith, Gary Rowe had, had no time for Matt Smith whatsoever, but he had no choice but to keep him on the books. But he scored a couple of important goals and he realised that, I think, during his spell that he was actually more important than he ever gave him credit for. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And Tricky Ricky agrees with me. Uh, you know, 100% Saturday is going to be carnage with this um, e-ticket. I don't mm. think it was Millwall's idea. I think it's probably forced to them to a degree um, with the FA and this zero carbon and all that lot to, to cut down on waste. But fuck me, I really do think it's going to be... Um, absolute carnage and the fact that it's going to be an emotional time I think people are going to be a bit edgy so um, 
That's the concern. Yeah. That is the concern because people are going to want to be in the ground, but they're going to want to be in their seats for that. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah, uh, it's just going to, I think it's just going to be a bit tricky on um, on Saturday, but hopefully not. And hopefully it all goes smoothly. And that's the least that John deserves. 100%. That is it from us. Uh, this is that Millwall calling. Thank you very much. One um, more thing, Mick. Sorry, just before you do that. Last opportunity, uh, we tweeted out from the club account. Uh, sorry, not the club, the uh, pod account. Um, <laughs> the the pod account. If you're playing the Premier League Fantasy League this year, um, we tweeted the code out or the link out. If it doesn't work, drop me a message for the code. I've got that as well. If you want to join it, get involved. It starts tomorrow. Um, if so, you, if yeah. you think you're good, have a go. But remember, if the pod boys beat you, then they will be taking the piss out of you every episode. <laughs> but if you do end up getting to the top of our league, then we will give you a shout out. Um, and you can take the piss out of us. Every, episode. Yeah. every, every <laughs> Sunday, we will give you a chart update uh, of where you are um, and where our lot are. I don't really do fantasy football. I do it for about the first three weeks and then I forget about it. So, um, yeah, I might do it. Um, We've got something to play for now, though, because Joe thinks he's going to win. So, um, so we've got something to play for now. Just go out and beat Joe. That's <laughs> it from us. Uh, this will be going out as a podcast tomorrow morning. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Hopefully, come Saturday evening when we do another one of these, hopefully we will actually have some of you calling in. Till then, that's it from us. Um, that's me and Stephen over for another few days. Thank you very much. Um, I think we might be back tomorrow night with um, Friday Night Live on YouTube with Joe, but we'll see where we go tomorrow. Laters. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.